Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the Fuji Love Podcast. This is the show that is brought to you by Fuji Love Magazine. For the latest and greatest in all things Fujifilm X-Series or GFX, head on over to fujilove.com. And of course, this podcast is all about the Fujifilm photographers that enjoy the gear, whether it be the X-Series or GFX. This week, we have an interview with Victoria Wright. She is an amazing Fujifilm ex-photographer. She's an official ex-photographer. And we had a great conversation about her career, her artwork, and the gear that she loves using. So let's get right into that interview. Joining me this week is Victoria Wright. She is a travel and lifestyle photographer out in the Pacific West, <laughs> um, in, uh, enjoying Washington State in its oh-so-glorious weather. Uh, my brother, At least that's what my brother keeps telling me. Victoria Wright, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. Um, we have been trying to uh, uh, get our schedules to match for quite some time, and I am super happy that we're, we've uh, finally been able to... Uh, find time to talk yes thanks um, for your patience with that <laughs> oh no no it's 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 been crazy on my side too so uh I, i'm 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 very much guilty um but i i am so happy to have you on the, uh the show because you are uh an official ex-photographer i am and um you're photos and i've been following your your instagram for quite some time um the, the lifestyle travel photos that you do it, it is it is very calming you have great landscapes but they have like this feeling of ease and uh it really gives the impression that you you know you want to be there relaxing on vacation. Uh, there is a very tranquil quality to your, to your photography, uh, whether it's in the landscapes and uh, whether you have uh, individuals in there just kind of uh, enjoying the atmosphere uh, is, is just amazing. And uh, I, I, you even kind of bring that across in the food photography, <laughs> which baffles me, but Hey, it works. <laughs> Um, but I, I wanted to kind of pick your brain about the, the, this kind of, uh, photography that you do for, for clients. And let's just start with, what are you currently using for Fuji gear? Boy, I am, I'm lucky enough to, uh, have recently got the X or GFX 100 S. And so that has been just a delight to use for, for work and just and for personal, you know, it's one of those cameras that I feel like I've not to get to, to gear gear headed here, but like, I just, I, I love it because it's not quite as bulky. Um, but it's, it's lightweight enough that I feel like I could tag it, bring it along. Um, but the, the images are just out of this world. It feels like, it feels like you're kind of cheating because it's, it's, yeah. <laughs> so I've had the pleasure to test that for uh, Fuji as well. They sent it to me 
uh, and I've been using it all of this month with the 80 millimeter lens and uh, a wide angle lens. So I'm curious, what's your favorite glass on the GFX 100? Honestly, I, I kind of come all over the place. I, I grab, I usually end up lugging around all my lenses if I can, because I, change my mind and I need something else, <laughs> you know, I've, the 63 has been on there for a while, you know, but I, but I, I tend to bring everything along or if, you know, if it's especially for work, um, just cause I don't tell, like to limit myself if I don't have to. And, and, um, yeah. but yeah, I, you know, I think for, you know, Fujifilm that there, there's a reason why I've stuck to them for so many years. It's, it's, I believe in what they're doing. I, I love their, I love everything that they um, bring out. And I feel like it's one of those um, companies that they understand photographers and they understand their needs and they're actively trying to build um, products that are user-friendly for, you know, people who are just starting out to the, to the rest of us who are doing this full time. So I'm really thankful for them and their community. It's been a really remarkable um journey and uh yeah but but you know the fujifilm i'm I'm, you know again i also just tested the um the x uh t32 (laughs) make sure i'm saying that right um and that you know again that that just goes to show too i just some of the more recent photos that i've posted are from with that little camera and it's just it you it's amazing how these these cameras just have um they're built for they really, you really could be somebody who's just starting out and then somebody who is. And just to clarify, she, she's talking about the XT 30 comma two, two. <laughs> not XT 32. <laughs> so. I, I don't know how they're supposed to say that. I, I mean, are they supposed to comma 32 like, or, or two? I, I don't know. So yeah. well, j- because you said it very close together, XT 32 yes. and, um, I was just being silly. Um, <laughs> it's it's a tough. It is tough because I I it, I've tried to explain it to someone else and they were like trying to type it into Google to find it and I'm like I don't. Ah. <laughs> I just didn't want somebody thinking that you're privy to something really oh. juicy. <laughs> oh <laughs> well, yeah, what well, is this new camera? <laughs> yes, this is a double sensor, right? Right, right, right. Yeah, just right here. I, Three card slots. Podcast here, <laughs> <laughs> exclusive. <laughs> um. So the, the GFX system is uh, the, the predominant glass that you're using for work. Um, right, yeah. and, and of course, you have your uh, X-Series as well, right? Yes. I, I have my, you know, the X-T3s and I, the, I, I use the X-T4 a couple times. And I honestly, you know, it's a, an amazing camera. And I think if you're using it for, for video, that makes a little more sense. But I've just kind of kept my X-T3s. They're really great. So, um, yeah. you know, I, I don't. I, um, right now, instead of, I, I think if I was going to invest into more gear, which I tend to keep doing, I would probably buy some more lights and, uh, um, some more of the GFX, um, uh, glass. I think that's probably, but yeah, the X-T4 is an amazing camera as well. I, you know, there are the, I, I really kind of bounce around. I'm lucky enough to bounce around, but I, uh, at the same time, I feel like if I was stuck with any one of their cameras, I would be just happy either way. And I was, I had the, you know, I started with the X-T1. That was my first Fujifilm camera. And that was right when it came out, I got that. And that's when I, so whatever the year that was, I think maybe 20, 
15 maybe i don't know but i measure years in camera releases also so <laughs> i will reference the year of the xt xt1 awesome. and let everybody else do the math too there you go. So, um so now so now that you've been uh, we're going to get into your work in a second sure. but like you you've had the 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 apsc side you you had the the fujifilm large format side um are you find yourself gravitating uh one over the other or it, does it like uh depend on the the assignments that you're working on i think it it's a little bit of both but i would say since the 100s has come out and the size of that that's it's pulled me more to the gfx side i you know i i was uh just just by, based on size and feeling like it's 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 finally to a point where i don't feel like it's i'm lugging around as big of a camera body as I'd like had wanted to. So before that I was grabbing the XT threes, um, for most of the time, but you know, obviously I'd pull out the GFX if there was studio work or something that I was, it wasn't if, when I'm traveling and it's not all on my back, that's a little different story. Right. So some, it kind of depends on those, on those shoots. Sometimes it is, it's a backpack. And then I try, I try, try to travel as light as possible. So, um, it really depends, uh, on both of those things so yeah and so with your work um and this is the part that intrigued me because it seems um it seems very amazing like it seems like it's it's an amazing career path in that you're doing um photography uh kind of lifestyle portrait travel and helping companies uh, with adding story to their product photography or, or end result photography, whether it's a, a location or a product or, or people uh, tell, tell me more about what exactly you do for, for your, uh, for your work. So, I mean, you, you, basically described it pretty well. I, you know, I, I end up working, I, you know, my goal is always, I think that, so I, I, let me go back. There are a lot of people as photographers who feel like they have their own story to tell. They feel like they have their own agenda, their own voice, their own everything. And, and while I do feel like I have my perspective, my goal has always been, especially with my clients specifically is to tell their story and make sure that their goals are highlighted and their vision and their heart and their whatever, their product. And, and so just making sure that that is first and foremost in the work that I do for them because they're the paying me and they're trying to promote their product. And so, you know, a lot of times they're hiring me because they like my style or they like my, um, you know, the color palette or again, like the quietness or the, the, the simplicity, you know, whatever it is. Um, and so I try to bring that in, but at the same time, still kind of focusing on what it is um, that they're trying to tell, what story they're trying to tell so that they don't feel like I, you know, I send them a bunch of images that don't feel like anything like that they're trying to do. So, you know, trying to keep that in mind, I feel like that's a really important thing. A lot of photographers in the beginning will start, um, just are so overzealous and eager to, to do all, all kinds of work for, for clients. And I, and I, when I've, tried to mentor and talk to some of these photographers, reminding them like, Hey, this is, this isn't about you. It is a little bit in that your, your voice and your, your style is important here, but at the same time, trying to 
get back to the the, the root of it, it, which is to to tell the story of the actual client or brand. And so that's really the the what's the driving force and trying what I'm trying to do with uh, my clients is is um is to tell their story and to tell it well and um and make sure that you know I'm still true to my work, but at the same time, if I have to you know adjust uh, to make sure that there's their story is, is true and honest. That's what I'll do. And what kind of, um, uh, you don't have to mention like specific brands or anything like that, but what kind of, uh, what, what do you find yourself photographing the most in, in these various assignments? Sure. Uh, I mean, I guess I think travel is, is, has, it's ended up being a lot of travel lately. Well, again, sorry, not lately pre pandemic. I feel like the pandemic has changed everything a little bit, but, um, but a lot of it had I've been heard of this. <laughs> in case you weren't aware, we're all stuck at home most of the time. Um, so yeah, we, you know, I, I've done, I've done a lot of work with, uh, like the, uh, United States tourism board where we would go and travel to different regions of the country and we would do shoots in different States and big, you know, things like that. And again, the goal being we highlight when you, when you go to a location, and you think about when people who are going to actually go on vacation there or go visit there, going and highlighting the areas of like, obviously, um, landmarks and beautiful areas, but at the same time, like the food, the culture, the, the feel, the, the people, the, the, um, you know, the essence of each location. And I think that that's why I've been hired out for those, those things. I, that's one, one of the big reasons why I didn't, in the beginning of my career, I, I wasn't so fixated on, um, deciding one genre of photography where a lot of times that's what you'll hear is, is you'll hear that from a lot of teachers and educators in this field to say, Hey, stick to one thing, do babies, do weddings, do whatever, you know, whatever it is. And, and, you know, that was never, that never really resonated with me. And the reason I liked this path is because it had, there was some variation there and every day was different and you could switch it up a little and, and you got to go do, see different things, and so I was kind of like, <laughs> I'm gonna go against the go against the grain here a little bit and try this. So I I don't regret it for a minute, and I think that that's a lot of my clients have ended up being, um, you know, uh, brands that are, you know, either airlines or some uh, obviously some equipment, travel equipment, things like that. Um, you know, Amex, like where they are trying to promote travel as well, right? They're just I'm wrapping up a job for Kayak, which is like a travel company that encourages people to get out. And so, you know, things like that, it really, it really, it, none of my clients, you know, as a whole, it sounds very impressive, but I, at the, at the end of the day, each one is so unique and, and some are really great about, um, some are really great clients and some are <laughs> really annoying and it's just, it's all a part of it. And I think that, it's a, it's a, you just embrace it and you just kind of go along with the flow. So I'm thankful. So the, with the pandemic, um, you're totally right. It is changed the direction of many, many paths. Um, Mm -hmm. some, some going uphill, some going downhill. Um, so how, do, do you mentioned like there was travel before then we didn't do as much for a short period of time. Sure. Um, but do you feel that the travel is happening again? It feels like people are just aching to go out back out and 
it's it's almost like a mad dash to to kind of uh, showcase everybody's you know great places. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, that it has been a really interesting shift for sure in the last probably six months. I feel like all of the clients kind of came <laughs> came rushing back and looking for you know scrambling to get new content to show how safe and clean and lively. And, you know, it's like they, they want to show showcase all of this where there is still some hesitation in some places I've gone of, you know, in, in certain parts of the city are really hurting. And so some of the other parts are less, are, are you know, are a little bit more lively. And, and, and again, it, it, there's always this element of like, I want to be an, an honest photographer too. And I, you know, I don't want to misrepresent things, but at, um, at the same time, you want to encourage people to go and, and if they, if it is safe and, and they feel safe and they're, you know, um, able to go, I, you know, I, I, I think that that's great. And I, obviously there's a, a part of me that is a skill, still a little bit nervous. Obviously I have a, I have a toddler at home who isn't vaccinated and things like that. So I'm, yeah. there's always a part of me that's like, am I bringing something home? You know, obviously first thing I could do is protect him and then, and, and do, be the most safe I can. And then, and then beyond that, you know, making sure that I'm representing, uh, I'm not just encouraging people to go out and do something if it isn't safe to do it. So I think that there was a little hesitation in the beginning when they were so eager to get people going and, you know, part, some of my friends had already been vaccinated and were ready to go and some were not yet. And I was kind of like, boy, this is a weird, it's just, it felt a little strange there. It's so complicated and it's really torn up a lot of families and friendships and all the things. So trying to do do my best by everyone and 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 feel like I'm being responsible when I'm encouraging travel uh, travel during this time and so um just being a good I think for me it's the best thing I could do is be a, a just a good steward for myself and my family and me like make sure I'm doing the right the best thing that that I can do and then beyond that not not trying to um you know I, I just being uh careful with which projects I'm taking on and, and things like that, but it's yeah. really complicated. I can imagine. And, yeah. um, yeah, it, it's very, there's so much because the United States is so big and th- th- there are, uh, population densities that are very close to one another and other locations that it's, it's very, very spread out. The, the effects of, what everybody went through during COVID, it, it varies to such a great degree. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I can imagine that you know the, the your assignments you need to um, kind of juggle. You know, there, there's so many variables involved. So I I, right. I, I, I completely understand the the uh, complexity that you're going through. Um, so with the 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 travel the the amazing work that you're doing how let's pull it back uh to the point where how how did you end up getting something like this because it doesn't just come out of nowhere you uh were you a commercial photographer prior to um doing your own business or like how how did that um how did that originate? <laughs> you know, I... How do I get into this work is what I'm saying. <laughs> I, I kind of feel like it's 
a little bit of luck and a lot of hard work and, and some, you know, a lot of relationships. And so yeah. I think at the end of the day, um, I'm really thankful for the opportunities that have come, come to me, but at the same time, I'm, you know, I, I, uh, I started out, um, this, this was never my like dream growing up. This was never my, Oh, I want to do this when I, you know, when I'm older, any, you know, any of that, I was, um, studying business and I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. It seemed like a good path that would help with whatever I was going to do. So that's what I was doing, you know, years ago. And then, um, and it just with some other, some other family things that ended up happening, all of a sudden I had some free time and I was kind of like, well, I, you know, I had some friends that were doing photo way back when, and they were, they kind of were like, Hey, grab your camera and let's go, let's go on a hike. Let's go hang out, you know, whatever. And I was lucky enough to have a, um, a couple of friends who spent time, you know, saw something in, in my work, I guess at the time. And, and even though I, looking back, I'm not sure what they saw, but <laughs> some of those photos, but, <laughs> but we're like, Hey, let me teach you. Let me teach you Lightroom. Let me teach you Photoshop. Let's, uh, let's, you know, if, if this is something that's interesting to you, let's do it. And, and, and what did you use at the beginning? What, which, what, what camera? Yeah. During, during that time. Oh boy. It was, it was like one of those, the Canon, um, power shots. Yeah. Uh, power shot. I had that one. And I also, and then I upgraded to the, like the T something three or something. I don't know. It was like some, it was uh, uh, the rebels. Yeah. The rebels. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the, the another coffee. XT. No XT. <laughs> I, I can't, I think it's the rebel XT. It was the, the, the first team. real good digital. Maybe. Yeah. Boy, it was, it was a minute ago, but yeah, it was, it was one of those like entry level, but like slightly better than the power shot. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so that was my first camera too. I love and it. Like my first Canon, like digital. I, I yeah. moved from the Fujifilm S 7,000. Okay. Uh, which only was able to do JPEGs. And then I went into, the, the rebel. So I remember that camera really well. That, that is, that was a fun camera to use. Oh yeah. I mean, I think I was in over my head a little bit and thankfully my friends were like, here's, you know, here's that. But that's awesome that they were able to, to help you. So like, I would imagine that in that time frame, like whatever trouble that you were having with the camera, you must've been doing your, uh, had a, a, a natural tech for composition. Because I guess that that must have been what what they saw because or just commitment to show up to go do sunrise I guess <laughs> you know what that that works too <laughs> right I, I mean honestly like half the time the photos are good because of good light so <laughs> yeah um so yeah and and that was kind of what what jump started my this whole thing for me and I would just I played and I I. I, it was just all playful. It was something um, that for me, it was kind of an escape from all of the other busyness and noise in my life. And so, and I think that reflects in my work still to this day where it's a place where I can find quiet or I can find some peace or whatever it is that's a little bit more serene than than the day-to-day -day and the noise of of social media and of, of work and toddler and baby, you know, all of the things, right? So I think it's a good, um, you know, I still have... Uh, I still try to kind of keep that as, I, I mean, it, it's not something that I try actually to do. It just is what I look for in my, when I'm shooting, right. It's something that's a little more uh, quiet. And so, um, 
but yeah, that's, I'm trying to remember what your initial question was, but that's kind of what I started out. And then from there, you know, again, I, I was lucky enough to be, um, right in the beginning of starting time of like when Instagram was still really small and, and the community was still really like tight, tight knit and everyone was just kind of, uh, you know, around and, and communicated and talked to each other on Instagram and it was a community. And so, yeah, I, you know, that was, and so I, I met a lot of people who worked at Instagram and I met um, friends who were in San Francisco who were big parts of these of big brands. And anyway, it, it, it was just kind of a time where, you know, they started when, when brands started reaching out to people or, you know, that this idea of social media, like, uh, you know, sponsored posts or none of any, none of that back then was, you know, that was, that was all still in the very beginning. And so my first big girl job was for Lyft, which is like a, a, I don't know if you guys have Lyft there, but Lyft. Yeah, the ride-sharing company. Yeah, ride-sharing. So that this is back when they had these like the hot pink mustaches on the cars. I don't know if you remember this. I remember it. They still have it to some degree. Oh, that yeah. So this is they had these massive um, mustaches that they would throw on the, the, the bumpers of these cars. Oh, and that's were, right. They had the big, huge, huge, huge ones. ones, and they were hideous. Anyway, they sent me so for this project, they sent me a bunch of them. Some of them big, some of them small, and I was like holy cow, how am I going to like look at my work and then try to imagine hot pink mustaches? <laughs> and this is my first paid like big girl job that I'm like, I can't mess this up. Like, what am I going to do? That's um, so funny. So what did you do? Um, I bought a bunch of other beautiful pink flowers and made it like a bouquet. And then I stuffed the little pink mustache in there <laughs> and uh, photographed it. And I think I just said it was like a gift from there was, they were doing like a giveaway for like $50 off of, or something. And so it was in the cap, the ad was in the caption. And then I just like stuffed the little pink mustache in the photo. So. That's but, so cool. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so it was kind of around that time that it, those brand, like the brands were kind of like dipping their toes into like social media brand campaigns and things like that. And so again, I, I knew these people, I knew some of them were like getting jobs as their art directors or, you know, whatever, what, you know, whatever. And I knew these people as my friends and they were like, well, I'm going to hire my friends to do these projects. And honestly, it was kind of this, and it's just one of those things that snowballs. It was just the right time and right place. And I, um, and you know my my account on Instagram grew, and it's not it's not anything like the the kids these days who have millions of followers. It, I think I may be at around eighty somewhere, eighty thousand. I think uh, so. I kind of was like, you know, getting five hundred dollars for a project was mind blowing at the time because I was like, I'm just a, you know, I just barely learned to use my camera, and this is you know, it's so fun. But um, all the real kids are doing tiktok now that's, that's, <laughs> that's right it's all about video now it's all about those reels and yeah you know oh I, my goodness that's that's beyond me <laughs> yeah I, it's it's really remarkable actually i have friends who are finding a lot of success doing that and i i think that if you have it in you by all means but i you know to me i'm kind of like i still i you know i i, I think that photo while on social media it may not be the the king anymore i think it's um, it's not, there still will be a need for it forever. So, yeah. um, I'm not really worried about my job. (laughs) (laughs) Thankfully. Right on. Yeah. Um, so that is amazing. So like from, from there, it it was just all about, 
building relationships uh, and that culminated into where you are today. You know, I think it started that way. I think, again, I wasn't, that was never the goal, right? I was, I, I mean, I gave the footnote version. <laughs> right, right. It wasn't, but it wasn't the goal. I, it wasn't like, oh, let's build these relationships in hopes of a job. To me, it was like, hey, I have all these friendships and all of a sudden they're, they're emailing me with these projects. I'm like, yeah, you know, sure. And so, and then, and at some point I was in 2015, actually, I, I was kind of like, well, this is, this is taking up too much of my nights and weekends and I'm getting a little burnt out. And so I made the jump to go full time and so far so good. So <laughs> Knock on wood. So exactly right. And so in, so there, there came a point where you jumped from whatever Canon, if you were still using Canon yeah. or, or whatever you were using, um, and, and then you jumped into Fujifilm. Right. Uh, what with the XT1 being your first one? What was it about that camera that spoke to you? Like, why why the XT1 and not? I'm kind of curious. Were you familiar with the previous models beforehand? Did you try those, or uh, like, what is it about this one camera that 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 did it? Yeah. So so I after my Canon, I switched to the D800 with for Nikon. I switched to Nikon. It um, I had had. That was a great camera. A great camera, and and I actually had it for a few years while I had the XT1, and so that was the the idea was um, I was starting to actually get some travel jobs, and I um, I'm not like a, a big person, so I was kind of like I love the idea of a smaller mm-hmm. camera that's not super heavy, and I you know and and so the D800 was a, an amazing camera that I I kept for a long time, um, but I. Uh, the XT1, I was just drawn to it because it was small and and finally, and it felt like, um, it, it just felt like I was like, well, the specs, like, it, it, I felt like it's going to, it's going to do the job that I need for travel. And so I, um, it was kind of a, on the, like, I was kind of just jumped in, not knowing a lot about Fujifilm at the time, um, other than I had a couple of friends who were, had shot, you know, like old, they had, you know, old film cameras and loved Fujifilm for their, you know, like for the film and for other, it was kind of like, I was, I was aware of it. And then this camera came out and I was like, well, that seems really cool. Let's, let's go play with it at the local camera shop. I loved holding it and it felt really like organic and natural, like how it, I just, I don't know, everything made sense to me of where they put their buttons, how they put everything. It just made sense. And so I was kind of like, Sure. Like I, you know, I just, I think there was some project that I just wrapped up and I had a little bit of cash and I was like (laughs) jumping, Mm -hmm. um, with, it was never the intent initially to jump full, full, like fully and get rid of the D800. I figured that was going to be the the one I'm using for, you know, big girl work jobs. And then the rest I would have this camera for. And so what ended up happening is I just, the, the D800 ended up just hanging out more and more at home and I wouldn't bring it as often, almost never. And, and then I ended up selling it to go buy more glass for the X-T1 or X-T2 at the time. So, um, but yeah, you know, and then it kind of around, I think that time, I think I was maybe on the X-T2. I I can't remember. Um, but I had met, um, one of the Fujifilm gals, um, just serendipitously. She was, we, she and I, there was some event that there was a launch of a camera in Seattle. And I think that they had picked up somehow that I was a Fujifilm shooter. And so they had 
reached reached out just to invite me to this event and the um this this is not you're on quite like I'm off topic at this point but she um uh one of the gals that worked at Fujifilm uh I was literally walking by her heading out from the event and she was like hey I love your eyebrows <laughs> <laughs> thank you I love like, I don't even know I'm I found something to compliment her on too, <laughs> but I just, it was like the most random thing. And so she and I started like talking for a second and then I didn't know she was Fujifilm anything, but we talked for a second. Then she was like, Hey, email me when you, you know, this week. And so I followed up with her and she was like, Hey, let just ask me a bunch of questions. We basically did a little interview um, so, kind of like this, just, she wanted to hear my story and how I got into Fujifilm, all of those things. Um, and then within probably a few weeks, she was like, they, they had ta- looked at my work and um, she asked me to be a Fujifilm photographer. So and it was kind of one of those, I, I didn't even know what it, what, what a Fujifilm X photographer was. And so <laughs> I was blown nice. away. Um, but apparently she saw something in my work. And so I think that was in 2016, um, 16 or 17. And so, so I think 16. Um, and then I've still ever since then have been doing work with them. And yeah, so kind of a crazy story. You just never know. And how, so what have you been doing? Like, what does it mean for you to, to be a Fujifilm X photographer? Uh, what, what does that entail? Um, well, I think it entails, it's different for a lot of us. Some of us, yeah. um, some of them are, are great educators and want to do, be a part of a lot of the workshops and big uh, conferences. And, and by the way, that's what fascinates me about the whole, uh, the ex photographers, ex creators is that sure. everybody's role is such a unique thing. It's not just one, it's not just a title. It, it is uh, a role that you play. Yeah. to help make the company uh, a better place. And, and I love hearing everybody's uh, involvement. So I interrupted you. Yeah, you're spot on. I think that that's one thing that I appreciate about, the, about them too, is they're not trying to really force anyone to be anything they're not, right? They recognize that some of us are introverts or some of us are not great on stage or some of us are better with a camera or, you know, or whatever, some more intimate photo walks or, you know, whatever it may be. And I think that the end goal is, is the, yes, you're an, you're an ambassador and you represent a company. And for, for me personally, it's been, um, kind of on the back end where all, a lot of their cameras before they come out, um, I've lucky enough to get my hands on them and shoot before for the launch. So they'll have images for the launches. Um, which has been really fun and kind of a unique uh, angle. And I think for me, it's that's been a really uh, fun side of it. And then as well as I have done a, a little bit of teaching, a couple like smaller workshops, kind of what I prefer to do, as well as um, uh, like photo walks with local um, camera company or, or camera stores and things like that, just to like get, hang out with the, you know, Seattle or, or Pacific Northwest, like just local people who are, or Portland, I've gone down to a couple of times, um, really just, just being somebody who can answer questions. And sometimes it's, you know, some, I'm not like a big gear, like spec person. I don't love to, I can, I can talk through somebody for basic things, but I, I, you know, that's not, I've never been my strength. It's something that I, I want my camera. I learned my camera just enough to use it for what I need it for. <laughs> and, yeah. and, you know, I'm not spending hours reading through manuals and, and, you know, whatever it may be. So, um, I think that there are a lot of uh, 
a lot of people who are really good at that and that is their strength. And so that's, they, they kind of like cater or like create kind of a good structure for those, that those groups. And so, um, but yeah, for, for me specifically, I, again, I, I do some social media promotion every once in a while for them. I, and then working with their new cameras that come out and then just being a part of the community, um, you know, in person, locally, and then, you know, in the United States, going to some of the, every once in a while, going to the conferences and things like that as well. Nice. Yeah. Very cool. And again, your work is remarkable. Uh, I, I, I absolutely love looking through it. Um, but before we end uh, the interview, and I could just, my God, I'd love to pick your brain for hours about uh, different places that you've visited, sure. uh, different, uh, different assignments that you, t- you've taken. Um, but before we end, there is one, uh, item that I want to, I, I need to know, um, you have this one photo in your portfolio, uh, on your Instagram feed that is, uh, an A-frame house in the middle of a lake in New Hampshire. <laughs> yeah. Which lake is that? Oh my goodness. I will have to look it up for you and send you an email. I don't remember the name, um, but it was something, a spot that a, a friend of mine, actually who the girl I was traveling with had heard about it. And we were, as we were pulling up, we were like, this is not it. There's no way. And, um, and it was actually windy, kind of windy when we pulled up and I, um, you know, kind of lost hope. We're like, Oh, that was a waste of an hour and a half drive. <laughs> and, uh, we, but then we kind of stuck it out and waited a little bit. And that, that shot was obviously shot on a drone. I didn't, yeah. you know, didn't want to interrupt any nice people with a helicopter or anything crazy. So we, yeah, thankfully it was, um, yeah, we popped up the drone, the drone. I almost drowned my drone that day because I had set it to like, send it back to me. And it like started going down right by in, in the water. And I, yeah, as they do <laughs> as they do so um thankfully that we dodged that it was okay um but but yeah I'll, I'll have to send you that when i uh, i'll look it up there was it, it was a spectacular spot and so it was just it, honestly like kind of underwhelming as you pull up and then once we kind of got to that angle and that um with the drone i was kind of like holy cow this is <laughs> right on <so> beautiful <laughs> <laughs> i've uh I mean, I, I love the lakes region in uh, in New Hampshire, and oh, yeah. like I'm like, did, did I? Did they, that that's I I think I know the the lake. Uh, mm-hmm. If I say a lake name, will will it jog a memory? Oh my gosh, Perhaps. I don't. Maybe you can ask me. Winnipesaukee. Oh boy, that does sound familiar now. Or is it Newfound Lake? Oh my gosh, I, I would know. imagine it's one of those two lakes. It's it's really small. Oh, it's a small lake. It's, uh, Sunapee. Oh my goodness. Honestly, it's not helping. <laughs> it's not happening. Well, I tried. I'm, glanc- <laughs> I'm glancing through that photo to see if anyone, uh, um, if anyone tagged the location, but now I'm wondering, I, mean, I don't see it. I don't see anyone saying anything. So nobody in English. It seems like a lot of Norwegians are right. <laughs> responding to this. Oh, also that, <laughs> um, but no, that, that's an amazing photo. And again, uh, why don't you tell the world where they can find you on the web, whether it's your Instagram or, or your website? Sure. Yeah. Veekster, V-E-E-K-S-T-E-R. Great on, name. Uh, thanks. <laughs> on, uh, on Instagram. And my website is, boy, it's veekster.com, but it's outdated. So be nice. Um, 
but other than that, yeah, I, that's kind of where I am posting and, and, um, yeah, my website should be updated in the next couple months. So, you know what? Outdated website, but your eyebrows look great. <laughs> Thank so. you. I appreciate that. Boy. <laughs> you knew that's going to get me where I am. You just never know. <laughs> It worked for The Rock. It worked for you. <laughs> there you go. Um, so it was so awesome chatting with you and finally being able to uh, find uh, times within our schedules to, to do, make it happen. And um, yeah, I encourage everybody to check out your work and uh, let's do this again soon. Maybe next GFX camera that comes oh, out. Um, did you end up trying the GFX uh, 50 Mark II that they have? Oh, the 50, I have the new one. I have not tried that one yet. Um, I think, I think I'm in line to try it, but I haven't received <laughs> No problem. But when you get a chance, we'll, we'll, we'll have you back on the show and we could go from there. I love it. Sounds great. Thanks again for having me. My pleasure. Thank you. All right. Thanks. Thank you so much for listening to the show. I hope that you enjoyed the interview. And I just wanted to mention one more time that this show is brought to you by Fujilove Magazine. For the latest and greatest in all things Fujifilm, head on over to fujilove.com and check out some of their great articles, great photography, tips, tricks, you name it. Subscribe today, all at fujilove.com. And you can always find me, Mark Sadowski, on Instagram or Twitter. On both platforms, I am Mark Sadowski. That's Mark with a C. Or you can find me on my personal podcast, Xmark. You can find that on any platform, iTunes, Stitcher, and it's just me talking about some of my personal journaling through photography. That's Xmark, Mark with a C. That's all for this week. See you next time. Mm-hmm.